Eric, today's a new day. And we're Speaking going to... of new day, Chip. Okay, what? Today's day 358. That's correct. And we will be reading the book of 1 John. Very good, Eric. You take my job? No. Okay. Just filling in today? Yeah, just thought I'd... Chip, here's the thing. I'm trying to build this into you, Chip. I know. It's been a couple years. It's been a couple years. I'm really trying to pour into you here and help you. I get it. you got to switch things up. I've been trying. It's just hard sometimes, Eric. It's It's so predictable. Yeah, I am so predictable. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Uh, Anyway. Very good. Tell the people something they need to know today, Chip. They need to know we're going to finish 1 John today. That's right. whole thing. The whole thing is going to be great. They also need to know that I love that 1 John is coming right after the Gospel of John. Okay. Because as we read First John, there should be a lot of things in here that sound really, really familiar to you. Yes. Um, one yeah, of my favorites. One of my favorites comes when John says, um, there were some with us who were not like part of us. If they were part of us, then they would have stayed with us. Mm-hmm. And he's actually referring to people leaving the church, but he's referring to Judas mm-hmm. leaving during the upper room discourse. So I think that yeah. that is... A really neat thing. And there's all kinds of cool little allusions in here That's like good. that. I like that. Okay, First John. We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, from whom we have heard and seen. Who we have, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us, and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father, and then he was revealed to us. We proclaim to you that we ourselves have actually seen and heard, so that you may have fellowship with us. And your fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. This is a message we heard from Jesus, and I'll declare to you, God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we're living in the light, as God is the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. My dear children, I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins. And not only our sins, but the sins of of all the world. And we can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is why, that is how we know we are living in him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Dear friends, I'm not writing a new commandment for you. Rather, it's an old one that you've heard from the beginning. This old commandment to love one another is the same message you heard from me, heard before. Yet it is also new. Jesus lived the truth of this commandment, and you're also living it. For the darkness is disappearing, and the true light is already shining. If anyone claims, I'm living in the light, but hates a fellow believer, that person is still living in darkness. Anyone who loves a fellow believer is living in the light and does not cause others to stumble. But anyone who hates a fellow believer is still living and walking in darkness. Such a person does not know the way to go, having been blinded by the darkness. I'm writing to you who are God's children because your sins have been forgiven through Jesus. I'm writing to you who are mature in the faith because you know Christ who existed from the beginning. I'm writing to you who are young in the faith because you have won your battle with the evil one. I have written to you who are God's children because you know the Father. 
I have written to you who are mature in the faith because you know Christ who existed from the beginning. I have written to you who are young in the faith because you are strong. God's word lives in your hearts hmm. and you have won your battle with the evil one. Yeah. Do not love this world or the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world only cra- offers a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see and pride in our achievement and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away, along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does not, or who does what pleases God, will live forever. Dear children, the last hour is here. You have heard that the Antichrist is coming, and already many such Antichrists have appeared. From this, we know that the last hour has come. These people left our churches, but they they never really belonged to us. Otherwise, they would have stayed with us. But when they left, it proved that they did not belong with us. But you are not like that, for the Holy One has given you his spirit, and all of you know the truth. So I'm writing to you, not because you don't know about the truth, you don't know the truth, but because you know you know the difference between the truth and lies. And who is a liar? Anyone who says Jesus is not the Christ. Anyone who denies the Father and the Son is an antichrist. Anyone who denies the Son doesn't have the Father either. But anyone who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. So you remain you must remain faithful to what you've been taught from the beginning. If you do, you will remain in fellowship with the Son and the Father, and in this fellowship we enjoy the eternal life he promised us. I'm writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray, but you have received the Holy Spirit and he lives within you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what he teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as he taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. And now, dear children, remain in fellowship with Christ, so that when he returns, you will be full of courage and not shrink back from his name, or in shame. Since we know that Christ is righteous, we also know that all who do what is right are God's children. See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. Dear friends, we are already God's children, but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. And all who have his eager expectation will keep themselves pure, just as he is pure. Everyone who sins is breaking God's law, for all sin is contrary to the law of God. And you know that Jesus came to take away the sins, to take away our sins, and there is no sin in him. Anyone who continues to live in him will not sin. But anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. But when people keep on sinning, it shows they belong to the devil, who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning, because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning, because they are children of God. So now we can tell who are the children of God, who are the children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. This is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. We must not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. And why did he kill him? Because Cain had been doing what was evil, and his brother had been doing what was righteous. So don't be surprised, dear brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. If we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it proves that we have passed from death to life. But a person who has no love is still dead. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? 
Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let's show the truth by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before God. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings and he knows everything. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence and He and we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do the things that please him. And this is his commandment. We must believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. Those who obey God's commandments remain in fellowship with him and he with them. And we know he lives in us because the spirit he gave us lives in us. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the spirit. You must test them to see if the spirit they have comes from God. There are many false prophets in the world. This is how we know if they have the spirit of God. If a person claiming to be a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in a real body, that person has the spirit of God. But if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that person is not from God. Such a person has a spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming into the world and is indeed already here. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people, because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Those people belong to this world, so they speak from the world's viewpoint, and the world listens to them. But we belong to God, and those who know God listen to us. If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. That is how we know if someone has the spirit of truth or the spirit of deception. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only Son into the world that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us so much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he and us, and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love. And all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear, because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment, and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. If someone says, I love God, but hates his fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people, we can see. How can we love God whom we cannot see? And he has given us this command. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers. Everyone who believes that Jesus is a Christ has become a child of God. Everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. We know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. In Jesus Christ, who was revealed as God's Son by his baptism in water and by shedding his blood on the cross, not by water only, but by water and blood. And the Spirit, who is truth, confirms it with the testimony. So we have these three witnesses, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And all three agree. Since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the greater testimony that comes from God. And God has testified about his Son. All who believe in the Son of God know in their hearts that this testimony is true. Those who don't believe this are actually calling God a liar because they don't believe what God has testified about his Son. And this is what God testifies. He has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son 
has life. Whoever does not have God's Son does not have life. I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know you have eternal life. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. If you see a fellow believer sinning in a way that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give that person life. But there is a sin that leads to death. And I'm not saying you should pray for those who commit it. All wicked actions are sin, but not every sin leads to death. We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning, for God's Son holds them securely, and the evil one cannot touch them. We know that we are children of God, and that the world around us is under the control of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God has come, and he has given us understanding, so that we can know the true God. And now we live in fellowship with the true God, because we live in fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the only true God, and he is eternal life. Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. And, and that, that is our reading today. Okay, and we read the book of 1 John today with two questions in mind, and yep. they are Chip. Yep, 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 yep. What's to say about oh, God? Wow. What's to say about God? I was just into your little dance and cheer there. That was pretty awesome. Okay. Glad you liked it. Thank you. So I'll tell you what it says about God. I hope <clears> you do. It's pretty prevalent, you know, if you read through this, the word fellowship. Yeah. All the way through. God desires fellowship. Mm -hmm. He went to great lengths to start the relationship, mm -hmm. you know, sent Jesus, drank the cup of suffering. Jesus obeyed, drank it. He was crucified, buried, rose again. And so if we believe in Jesus, have eternal life, forgiveness of sins, we have that relationship. So God wants more than just that relationship, which is our position. He wants to practice, which is fellowship. Hmm. So fellowship is what we do with the relationship. You know, we can have a relationship, you know, we're staff members. Sure. We can have fellowship, you know, when we take it to a deeper level. That's that trust that's developed between us. That's a deeper connection. Our deeper connection with God, which he calls fellowship, happens through Jesus, but it's it's obedience. It's it's living like he wants us to live, yeah. you know. And what I love about First John, it's really, um, you know, it, it appears he's writing to believers mm -hmm. uh, that are even mature believers, but he's challenging them to step it up even more to to really strengthen their fellowship with, with God. And when you do that, you know, through obedience and following him and shining the light, because he is the light, and um, it then translates into fellowship with other believers. Yeah. In this connection with others. Yep. Not just saying you love them, but you really do love them because yeah. God is love, loving them through you. And that fellowship with God impacts our fellowship with one another. So so biblical fellowship is very interesting because it's not, I think many times, in, in and I'll be at fault at this, and it's something you know, I think we need to work on, I need to work on, is that just because somebody's in a small group or a connection group doesn't mean they're experiencing fellowship. Totally true. They're just in a group. Yep. But can we get this to another level to have that same connection that God has with us where we relate to each other on a spiritual level, both looking to Jesus, following Jesus, knowing who Jesus is, loving and living for Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, really, biblical fellowship always goes back to Jesus. And he even talks about that a little bit, pointing to Jesus in here. And uh, just being, wary, being um, uh, aware of all the false antichrists out there the, the fake relationships that are out there. True relationship is where we get together and we talk about Jesus fellowship over a relationship with Jesus and get deeper. Yeah. It's okay to, you know, to 
to do things for others and have fun and, you know, let's play cornhole together. Sure. But that's not biblical fellowship. That's a, rela- right. it's a relationship. It's friendship. But you're going to get deeper. We're going to challenge one another in our faith to follow Jesus more. That's where fellowship goes, goes to a whole another level. Totally true. So God values fellowship. Yeah, I love that. And that is all throughout here. I really think of the book of First John as kind of the, remember last year we did the Where's Jesus and the So What? Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, I, I feel like, uh, and if that's a shameless plug for first season, the first season if you didn't listen to it. Yeah. Um, I really feel like the book of First John is the, the So What of the Gospel of John. Like, you know, we read the Gospel of John, and then after that, he writes this letter. He's like, hey, I'm following up on this book I wrote. You you remember the book? Yeah. And like, this is how you should be living. I told you everything in that book for a reason, you know. And uh, yeah, so I think of it that way. Look, I have been reading 1 John, actually, um, in my own life to prepare for one of the sermons coming up at Harvest Church. And um, just it's the importance. What's this tell me about us? The importance of loving each other. Um, I mean, we if we don't love each other, then we don't even know God. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. And then he says, beyond that, if you hate each other, mm-hmm. you don't even belong to God. Mm. Yeah. How can we love God who we can't see mm-hmm. if we can't love a person that we can see? That's um, good. So I just, you know, talking about the, the reconnection – um, be, between believers and just this need to love each other. And it, you nailed it, man. Like mm-hmm. proximity is not the same as mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. And just being around somebody doesn't mean you love them. Actually, more frequently, um, being around somebody can cause feelings of animosity and resentment and stuff, you know. And uh, like I can I can love my mom and dad from far away. I mm-hmm. love them up close too. But like just sure. as a – for instance, I can love my mom – because I know my dad's going to text me. Yeah. Don't text me, dad. Yeah. I can love my mom and dad from far Please away. Do. But like they're not doing anything today that I could cause – that they could – that would cause me to resent them because they're far away from me. Mm-hmm. Now, if they were here, if they were close by, if we mm-hmm. were in proximity with each other, then we would have a lot more occasion to disagree with each other. Yeah. And then you could – you could that resentment could build and stuff, right? Right. So proximity actually, yeah, distance makes the heart grow fonder, mm. which I guess would mean proximity makes the heart grow less fond, right? Mm. So like we yeah. have to work hard to love the people that we're in proximity with, and if we don't do that, mm. we don't know God, mm. and if we hate the people around us, we're not in God. Mm. That's a huge deal, big deal. So we have to love each other, and that is John's takeaway from the Step Gospel of John. His takeaway is love each other, yeah. have fellowship with each other. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, That's good. what I say today. It's deep. It's amazing. Friends. Incredible. Well, we'll be back tomorrow to read another book of the Bible. Yeah. Might be a long one. Yeah. Buckle up. We're going to reread Isaiah. Whole thing tomorrow. <laughs> Holy smokes. Could you imagine that, Eric? Uh, we I, did that? I can because I think you've read Isaiah in a day. I, uh, I broke it in two days. Two days? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. It is crazy. All right. We'll see you guys okay. tomorrow. Oh, party. Go to the party. Yeah. Or party else, right now. Or else you're grounded. Yeah, party now. <laughs> yep. But, like, keep the party going all the yep. way till the Chip and Eric party, which I think is probably today or soon. Mm. Wait, is it Christmas? <laughs> Eric, you don't know if today's Christmas. <laughs> if it is, we Hang on. say Merry Christmas. Huh? It's Christmas! Hey! <laughs> I can't hey, Merry it. Christmas, guys! I can't we're oh, let's that. do it again. We did this last year. Oh, we did. Jingling plastic forks. <laughs> You're just jingling keys. Yeah, because keys sound like sleigh bells. <laughs> Wait, so entertain the people. All right, you entertain. Hey, everybody. This is Allison. 
I'm here today to let you know that we're having a party just in a couple days, okay? Uh, I don't know where Eric's at. He's probably going to the restroom. <laughs> well, I hope he flushes. And uh, Oh, what's not here? Is that Santa Claus? Allison, you got to get out of here. Okay, Jeff. Whoa! Santa Claus! Oh! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Wow! They let anybody in here! I just came from the North Pole and I binged the Bible the whole way! Good job, Santa! I was up all night delivering gifts to the good boys and girls! I hope I get one! You didn't! guys. It was me. It was just Eric, but I have sleigh bells. <laughs> All right, bye.